Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit OldRaleighDistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. I usually say we argue the most over best restaurants issue, but this issue... There was a little bit of bickering in the office about who didn't make the list or who should make the list. And it, yeah, it felt like best restaurants all over yes. again. Everybody was very passionate. And Instagram was very passionate. Our Instagram blew up. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. Our MO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. It's been seven years since Raleigh Magazine crowned the best burgers in town. A lot has changed on the beefy scene. So we decided it was time to dig in. It's a hard job, but we noshed our way through Raleigh's meatiest masterpieces to crown our 10 Mighty Burger Kings. Mm-hmm. With me today to dish on all this and more is magazine editor Melissa Hausen. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm pretty pumped about this one. Raleigh has no shortage of burgers worth getting out of bed for, um, and we've known that. But I think like the new scene, like we, what we see cropping up, is arguably stacking up against some of the best burger capitals in the country. So we had a blast doing this. Obviously, oh, it was fun. And there's far more than those ten best burgers. We also named best fast casual or walk up place to get burgers, and one of my personal favorites, best fries in town, and Melissa's favorites. The meatless masterpiece. And sauces, because she's sauces, well, all about custom, sauces. Yeah. yeah. But it was fun. I mean, it really was. It, it, it was something we haven't done in a long time. Again, we did this back in 2015, 15 yeah. or 16. And it, you know, we named four or five burgers, and they were all at really traditional burger joints. Yeah, that's why we decided to do the story. Um, you kind of brought up that it was something that we had done before. We've kicked it around mm-hmm. for the whole time I've been here, but— I think it was the, do we have anything new to bring to this conversation? And we start looking into it, and that's why we did the story. It's like, wow, this has really changed from what would have been reported in 20, I think it was 2016 versus now. The other thing is I don't really know anyone, unless they're a a complete vegetarian. And and then they found the turkey burger or something else. But I don't know anyone that when they travel— or they go out sometime over the course of a month, they get in at least one burger. Some people eat a burger a week. And yeah. so I think it is one of those, I think people who visit here and people who are newcomers and those who've lived here a long time may think they already know, like, the place to get the burger. I think there's going to be some some controversy over. Yeah, I think it was really surprising. Like, once we started, we just, 
sort of looking at who has the best burgers and doing the research. And then we started digging in, obviously. It was really shocking. It's not your typical, obviously, the OGs are still good. Nobody's going to say Char Girl's not good, right? But it wasn't just burger joints, you right. know? It was these renowned restaurants, these top chefs that were really making these meaty masterpieces that I think you've seen sort of a revolution for burgers across the country and that maybe Raleigh's joining in on that. And it's not just this lowbrow food anymore. Oh, for sure. I mean, we look at city magazines all over the country because um, we love to see what other cities are doing yeah. and aspiring to to some of the cool things that we may be getting. And almost every publication across the country has done at some time a great list of burgers or pick their favorites. Our cover star <laughs> is Cortez. I mean, can you believe it? Yeah. I was going to say, let that sit for a second because when I think of Cortez, and we talked about this, my dad always said, you don't go to a steakhouse and order chicken or spaghetti, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't think to order the burger at Cortez. I love that you told me that your dad said that, and I think it speaks volumes about the way that maybe we treat restaurants now or the way that we should treat them now. Like, it is okay to go to Angus Barn and order chicken. It is okay to go to—you should go to Cortez and order the burger. Oh. But when we first started looking at all the contenders, and, of course, we did research, we did, uh, you know, an Instagram, you know, post where we asked reader what they what readers what they right. thought. Um, we also all eat, so we have our own opinions. But when Cortez started cropping up in the conversation, it was like, really? Really? You know, yeah. like this is seafood-focused. That's interesting that they that they even have a burger. We did not know that. But this research was extensive, obviously, and it went from a surprise to the cover star. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you, I was there for the photo shoot. We'd all tasted the burger. We all, to make these decisions, but Liz and I went for the photo shoot. Mm -hmm. um, and special shout out to Forrest Mason, who did a phenomenal job. I cannot wait for you to see this cover. Um, it reeks it's of good. summer. It really does. But the You can smell it when but, you look oh, at it. <laughs> so, so Oscar... They brought it out. We said we want to build it our build it in front of us. So we mm -hmm. slowly build it up on the on the table, and I mean, yeah, it's a it's called a double smash burger. We didn't squish it down and smash it for the photo. We wanted you to right. be able to see all the amazing things that are on it. But that's it. It's got pickles and um, red onion and lettuce and tomato and the special sauce that is special. I think one of the things that's really special about this burger making the cover, too, and, and we didn't rank the 10. They're no, all our top the, 10, just to be clear. They're all top 10 kings. But I think what makes this one a little poignant uh, as a cover star is that it is a pandemic prodigy. This is something that Chef Oscar Diaz came up with as a solution, mm -hmm. you know, during the pandemic. And he called it bomb-ass comfort food, right, yeah. that people would want to take out and take home. And that actually answers the question of how they ended up with a burger, you know, yeah. for, you know. And it was so popular that it became a staple. And so to see just that his star rising, Cortez, and, the, you know, and this for and us to come out, like, it's officially over. You right. Know. Well, <laughs> We've waved the white flag on the pandemic. And depending on where you're <laughs> listening from, I mean, they are the same week that we were shooting the cover. He was in Durham doing his final inspections on his Durham restaurant. And so that's really exciting that that he's going to spread his love a little bit further. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. about that. 
So we can tease a couple. Yes. That's what we'll do. We'll tease a couple of our favorites um, from the top 10. We'll just do one each. And then everybody's going to have to grab the issue to find out who the other yeah. seven are. So talk, are about, talk about your favorite. Well, nobody's going to be surprised that mine <laughs> is called just the, the name. Wolfpack Burger. <laughs> but I think um, what's fun about this is I didn't really know the backstory on it. Like, we knew that PR is a legendary burger yeah. place. We knew they were going to, you know, likely make the cut. Um, but then which burger? They have a billion, you mm-hmm. know. And so we start kind of eating our way through them, but also looking at the significance of them, I think, in this case, that was relevant. And so I didn't know this, and this actual nugget didn't make the issue because by the time I got this one piece of information, we were at the printer. But we'd already eaten it and chosen it and everything. So the Car- so the Wolfpack Burger is a play on the Carolina Burger, which you knew. Yes. Um, like Carolina Dog. Right. So it's like the Carolina Dog. So it's your mustard chili slaw. Uh, get, get that ketchup out of here, basically. But— and we talk about that. But what I didn't know is that the owner, Gus Gussler, basically <laughs> commandeered this burger or the name as a response to the fact that a bunch of people were coming in asking for like Carolina style hot dogs or burgers. And he was like, we're not having that in here. There's no way we're serving a Carolina burger in an NC State bar. <laughs> so hence the Wolfpack burger, which is funny. So well, I was there for this photo shoot as well. And, you know, we didn't tell anybody what we were doing. Like, Oscar does not know that he's on the cover as we tape this. The magazine will drop in a couple of days. Right. Um, actually, it'll dro- it dropped today, the day that you're listening to this. That's right. And it, so he has no idea. So we just said, we're doing a burger story. We don't tell anybody. So I go into uh, Players Retreat, mm-hmm. and I order the burger, and, and I said, we're going to photograph it. So please serve it exactly the way you would do it. I said, nice and pretty. <laughs> and it comes out, and it is oozing. I mean, oozing with chili. There is so much chili on that plate. Um, yeah, yeah. There was no. You didn't need any ketchup for it was sure. Like a sloppy Joe. Yeah, very much so. Because <laughs> I came back and Liz looked at the photos from, and she goes, "Was there anything else on it besides chili?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, but not much." But it's um, and mine. You know, this was a place that I really like. I really like it. I just had never ordered the burger. I'm probably a once a month burger person in general. And I went to Capital Club 16 and had their CC16 Capital Club 16 Club Burger. I'm going to tell you, first of all, it's double patty, which I could never eat. I mean, I was slicing it and trying it. It is absolutely one of the best things I have ever tasted. Y'all, she came back from this because <laughs> this was one of the ones you hadn't had. Mm. And we sort of had this rule that like everybody needed to be on board with the 10 or whatever. So she was like, I'm going, I'm going to go eat this burger. And I mean, I don't think she expected to be, I don't think you expected mm. to be unimpressed, but I don't think you expected to be impressed. And so she <laughs> comes back in and you can tell it's either really great news or really bad news. <laughs> I don't know which yet. And she's like, that is the best damn burger I've ever yeah. eaten. Well, I always say, if you know me, you know that my expression kind of tells yeah. the whole story. But I was, I mean. You were it, amped. I just didn't know which way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jake has done an amazing job. First of all, the menu there, everything on the menu is great. But this is just, there's something about this Vermont cheddar and the sauce. I will say I'm going to go ahead and jump in. His little sauce that he puts on the side for fries, or if you want on the burger, you can. His paprika aioli. Yes, my favorite. My new favorite sauce. And I'm not— I love sauce. So- I know, I love we'll sauce. get there in a minute. <laughs> but I want, to, I want to make a point. So this is called the Capital Club 16 Club—CC 16 Club Burger. But when you ate it, 
it was called the CC16 double burger that you could get as a single, which right. is your point. You're like, oh, it was a double. So as I'm fact, which was a challenge all in itself to fact check this without giving anything away. Like, oh, we're, we're right. working Don't tell on them what we're doing. summer yeah. burger story. Anyway, so we get the name, and he says it's the club burger, and you're like, that's not what I ate. So they have changed the name officially, but it's the, and it's, it's correct in the issue. It's the club burger, and that's so that you people understand they can get it as a single or a double. Right. That was his point. Also, I thought it was cute. His pro tip was if you're going to eat this and you're super hungry, besides doubling up on the patty, you can add a fried egg and call it a golden buck. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I know. Well, and, and if you haven't heard the news, um, he has— you know, a lot of times we talk about food trucks that go to brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. So this is a brick and mortar that has now added a food truck so they can be at fun, cool events. And they have added the Wandering Wolf food truck. I was at Trophy Maywood and the truck was there. It's awesome. And is you it? can get the burger on the truck. Yeah, we have a story about that in the June issue as well. So there's a whole standalone about that that you guys can read more about. But that's really exciting for them. It's it's. You know, you alluded to it a little bit when we put it out on social media. We were kind of just wanting to get a working list of what other people thought. Mm -hmm. People are passionate when it comes to their burgers. Very, very passionate. I mean, there was a—I usually say we argue the most over best restaurants issue, but this issue— there was a little bit of bickering in the office about who didn't make the list or who should make the list. And it, yeah, it felt like best restaurants all over yes. again. Everybody was very passionate. And Instagram was very passionate. Our Instagram blew up. <laughs> I have to say, I'm, I'm always embarrassed when I learn about something from Instagram that I don't know. Or like some, when, yes. when readers write in and say, did you know? Same thing happened best bars years ago. But this place on Hillsborough Street. Meet and bite. Y'all, we we joked that, like, maybe somebody tagged them or, like, yeah. well, they did tag them. But maybe somehow, like, it was a marketing thing because it was so funny. It was, like, I don't know, like, 100 people, like, 100 of the comments were, like, meet and bite, meet and bite, meet and bite. And we're, like, what is this meet and bite? Like, we didn't we didn't know. No. We'll admit it. We didn't we know. We went and checked it out. And, well, now we know. We and know. it is phenomenal. It so, is. It's on Hillsborough Street. It's it's definitely one of our fast casual favorites. Um, and you'll have to grab the issue to find out a couple of the others. We also did a meatless masterpiece, which you will also have to grab the issue for. This is not meant to sound like a tease. But. And we leaned into chains because we acknowledge that, you know, so you have your more traditional fast casual places. You have, you know, the 10 standouts that are like your sit-down restaurants. And then you have the chains, and they do burgers well, you know. And so and we'll get to see your favorite later. But, you know, it just wouldn't be, like, sometimes what you need is a cookout burger at midnight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, like, we, we sure. leaned into that, and we picked our favorites there as well. I do think, going back to our original thought, I think there are going to be some surprises on here because there are some restaurants that it's not really what you think of, but their burger is phenomenal, and they put a lot of time and effort and energy, and they have one burger on the menu for a reason. Um, that was kind of fun. I mean, it was really hard when you start talking about walk-ups, though. Yeah, that was definitely a challenge. And I think the other big challenge that came along with that that we were surprised by was the late-night burgers. Yes. I know I just referenced cookout, but that was sort of the chain, chain right? right? We didn't cover chains. They weren't part of our—I mean, right. we mentioned— We acknowledged them. We so. acknowledge them, but they're not part of our choices. But for the late-nights, I think we just expected to have this smattering of choices, and there really wasn't— you know, we hear, I, I don't know if this is What do you, you consider do. late night? Well, for us, we said they had to be serving it by, I, it was either 11 p.m. or midnight. They had to still be yeah, open at midnight. Midnight, I think. And, um, but yeah, I mean, really, honestly, when I'm eating late, it's, it's, 
It's past that. If I'm hungry <laughs> at midnight, I'm probably having a drink, having yeah. a burger at 2 a.m. And honestly, if I'm having a burger late at night. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at shopvillagedistrict, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, Catch the big game on multiple TVs or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixX.com. I've been drinking. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we were looking for like... a places that weren't chains that you could have a late night burger. And there just weren't as many as we expected, but we did vet them all. And uh, one of them that surprised us that was open up at least until midnight was O'Malley's. Yeah. And they definitely have a banging burger. So they do have a great burger and, and you ate there recently. And and yeah, I mean, I always think of them for St. Patty's day and other particular, you know, live music and um, they're kind of in our little hood where we both live between us. Yeah, you um, Oak Park, I think mm-hmm. is the name of the shopping center. It's where the near where the Dos is. You go there every year for St. Patty's Day. Every you? day for St. Patty's Day. Yeah. So, but yes, I was um, I was there recently, uh, unexpectedly, like six o'clock on a Saturday, sitting on the patio, and it was packed. Service was phenomenal. Um, everything about it, and you know, I just. Ha- I think when you've lived here so long and that restaurant's been there so long that there's there's nothing I'm not knocking it but like it's almost like you kind of forget it's there like I just drive by it yeah you know and so when, when I ended up back there and was for taking it all in I was like this is I could walk here like why do I not mm-hmm. you know so that would be a long walk okay well I could technically walk there <laughs> <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> I make no bones about it. I may not eat but one burger every month or every couple of months. But when but. it comes to French fries, <laughs> that is my weakness. I we needed I to think it. of a nickname for you I, for fries. I know. It just <laughs> I, it makes me sound very unhealthy because let's face it, it's they're not good for you on any planet. However, <laughs> nothing is better to me than a thin, crispy, uh, but not burned French fry. And so we spent Great hours, taste testing this all was, over the city. This was the most fun to me. Yeah, this was also just as big of a deal as the burgers. And uh, Gina had strong opinions. We actually called you our fry connoisseur. Oh God! But everybody has strong opinions about French fries. So I think they know. do. And and what's funny to me is that 
you know, I sound weird. I can't imagine. I don't like really big, thick potato. If I want that, I'll eat a baked potato. I, yeah. Thin, crispy. You know. How do you feel about waffle fries? Chick-fil-A. That's, That's it. what I was going to say. That's the only place That's you'll ever only, catch me eating them. I think that, well, so I think Village Deli might have some waffle fries. It's either. They do. They do. I that always is, eat and that's potato chips there. Oh. Chips. Fun fact. Fun fact. Okay, so you can tell us your favorite. You know. And there's like, there's a this lot. This is hard. There's like 11 on here. <laughs> there's 11 on here, and they are all really good, and they all seem to almost all lean into what I like. But I will tell you, you cannot go wrong with Coquette's fries. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there is something about, first of all, the way they serve them with the truffle aioli. I mean, there is just, and they're beautiful. They are. It's they're like, very pretty. It, but, I, I mean, I love the way that um, Jolie now presents their fries. Yes. And, and frites. They're frites. They're both. I'm, I'm not calling them the right thing for both places, but um, that's what they are. I know. I th- how did you come to love fries so much? I am a savory, not a sweets person, meaning I don't really like dessert, chocolate, that kind of thing. So something that's crispy or salty, yeah. Yeah. I always wondered that because you said it sounds like you're not healthy and you actually really are. So it's it's kind of funny to me that this is your your thing. But um, I will say going along with the ones you named that the one I want to shout out is the Easton Bistro, which a lot of people might not have had yet. And you had not had yet. I haven't when had them until we did this. Is it, right. No, you yeah. had not had it yet when I so I had gone, you know, when they opened and I'm not a huge fry connoisseur. I, I like them. I do really like them. But it's one of those things it's like I don't really want them until they're there. I love sweet potato fries though. But French fries, I'm like, I don't really want them and then I'm taking them off your plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a ask my dad. I'd literally do this. I tell people all the time, I'll fries. say, Do you want fries to somebody else? And they'll go, No, I don't want any. And I'm like, Now understand, you're not eating mine. I'm I'm the girl that if you're dating me, you should just order an extra thing of fries, and I'm tell you I don't want them, and then I'm going to eat yours. I'm not but, sharing. But we went to the East End opening, and Gina, those fries, and I told you, and you were like, really? And then you went. They're a, and they're a monster plate of them. I mean, it's <laughs> like, I should say, those are shareable. Yeah. I'm so not sharing the ones from Coca or Jolie or something like that. Definitely add the duck fat aioli, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I'm the Of course. Well, you sauces, get, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we used to call it devil's juice in my house ketchup. <laughs> I don't. But, but had you know, someone would say, oh, it's so much sugar in it. How could you do it? I'm like, you know what? If I'm already eating a French fry, if I want to stick it in ketchup or I want to stick it in truffle, I don't. I can stick it in anything I want. It's a French fry. It's already bad enough for me. <laughs> Maybe not anything. <laughs> it's a French fry. I'm just talking kidding. about sauces. Okay, moving on, moving anyway, on. Anyway, okay, let's just- we also did sweet potato fries because we had to acknowledge that for some people like me, um, that is, it's and they're different. And they so we picked a trio, um, and my favorite is Nofo, and that is on here, but yeah. it wasn't just up to me. I mean, I think they do have some of the best. We obviously think they have some of the best in oh, town. for sure. Down. Um, it's not something I order, but some places do them amazingly well. But they have to be done well. I mean, that's it. To me, making a good French fry and making a good sweet potato French fry are totally different. That's true. And I've had some really bad sweet potato fries because they can taste like, um, you know, if you've ever had a sweet potato that's not quite all the way cooked, yes. that's how they taste. It's or, awful. They're too done. Or that. And, and they taste like burnt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So I think it's just finding that sweet spot. I had to. 
And I'm getting a dirty look. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So moving <laughs> on to sauces. Um, she loves the puns. So if you don't know this about me, I am a sauce slut. That's true. It's yeah, facts. you and Forrest Mason, <laughs> we were doing the sauce photo shoot. He said, I just have to own it. I'm a sauce slut. And I, I almost fell out of my chair. I said, you're a what? He goes, no, no, I meant I'm a sauce connoisseur. I said, no, no, what did you say first? He goes, I'm a, a sauce slut. He goes, I love sauces. I love to dip everything in a sauce. Yes, that's what, and actually even at work, Annabeth um, is the same way. And we'll just talk about how you can have the same protein as long as you're mixing up the condiments. Listen, oh, my whole fridge is condiments. The office the refrigerator is nothing but condiments, and there's and then somebody is a Chick Fil A sauce girl. I don't know who it is, but they've been either. like hoarding them. And there's a Ziploc full of. I'm like, who's I bet gonna, it's Liz. It's got to be. Liz. I bet it's Liz. I don't know where all these sauces come from. Um, so I actually, uh, when I used to go to Sono all the time, which I've referenced before, I had a nickname there. They used to call me Sriracha, and that that speaks to my my being a condiment connoisseur. I literally had a Sriracha nickname. But we did. We have a list. Of the you know, five or six favorite sauces, and there's some good ones. Um, there's even a special ranch on the list. Um, yeah. But we'll give shout out to Raleigh Times because yeah. everybody loves the Raleigh Times ranch. They even bottle it and sell it. Liz was picking it up yeah. for the photo shoot, and they asked her if she just wanted to buy a bottle. That was funny because part of our Instagram was people talking about fries and sauces, too. And and Raleigh Times Ranch was just—it's yeah. a legend, obviously. And I love Mojo's sauce. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of these I just wanted—we picked a sauce at each place that we called out. But I kind of wanted to be like any sauce at any right. of these places because yes. they just get it right. Absolutely. I think one of the other things that was fun to do that was your idea in this was to look back at— sort of the history of the burger scene um, in Raleigh. And obviously, you know, it begins with Char Grill. But if you pick up the issue and read it, it technically didn't. There was one establishment that opened a year prior to them. But once Char Grill opened, they closed. Not a shock to anyone, but kind of a fun fact for your trivia night. Um, I think the other thing that's really interesting is that we didn't know the backstory on the hamburger steak. And that was kind of a sweet story about um, – the co-owner's dad in a restaurant that he had and where he got that from. So I think that's worth a read. Um, everybody loves Chargrill. And Ryan, uh, the co-owner, also talked a little bit about their future, nothing that anybody doesn't already know, right. but they will be here for, we're talking about the Hillsborough Street location, they will be here for another two years and they will be back. Yeah. And so that's, you know, for all the bleeding hearts. I do hope they come back. You know how sometimes something is announced that it, it will be back and they build the building and then it doesn't happen? Yeah. I feel confident Chargrill will always be on Hillsborough Street, but you just— Well, I so I got him on the phone for a variety of reasons, obviously the history, and then also a little bit um, they're, they're the burger that everybody calls whatever they want to call it, you know, um, which we can talk about that a little bit more. We asked a bunch of VIPs locally what, what they wanted, and everybody—a lot of people named the same burger, and they just called it whatever they call it at Chargrill, mm -hmm. right? So part of that was just talking to him about that, which is how I got the backstory. But he said something while we were on the phone about, you know, if you ever want to do anything about our future. And I thought he was going to give me some hot tip, like, what's going on? And he was like, oh, no, 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 the story's out there. You know, I just didn't know if you wanted to cover that. And so I, I do hope, I mean, that's what they're saying. That's been yeah. their story. And I, I think they believe it. I just hope nothing sure. changes. Like, well, I have to tell you a funny charcoal story. So for anybody that knows me, I am— um, I love to spend my birthday with my friends. <laughs> so that means that I say to— We just did this. We just did this a couple of days ago. <laughs> we were there at Dram and Draft on the patio. We'd commandeered it. It's probably 40 of us out there. 
And we had been there so long that I was starting to get worried about people getting home safely. So I look at Lauren and I said, here's my credit card. Go to Chargirl. Order 40 burgers, fries, just bring it back, please. And she, at first she called and he goes, what? And I think he thought it was a prank call. (laughs) So she and some friends of ours walk over there and he sent, I mean, they were so great. They sent back a big box. They sent back condiments. They sent. It was amazing. It was awesome. Everybody, and they didn't just make the burgers and just phone it in, right? Because they knew we didn't all want the same thing. They sent back everything so you could build your own burger. Oh, yeah. And then there were some with cheese and some without oh, cheese. But just to be clear, this wasn't a couple days ago. This was like two years yes, ago. This but was. yes, we just yes, did it again we, a couple days and ago. And then we ended up at the Cardinal eating hot dogs. So. Yeah, this year. Yeah. This year. So, yeah, we like, apparently we want burgers and hot dogs on your birthday. But the VIPs were interesting because we did reach out from everyone from you got the governor. Yeah. Yes, that was um, cool. To Chidi, yes. Kumar of uh, Garland, formerly of Garland. And, you know, um, I'm trying to think. Who else was on the list? We had the— So we had we had Abby Lamp as the cheese queen from <laughs> NC State who won the cheese rolling race. We had Elizabeth Gardner from WREL. Um, we had the Cattle, Cattlemen's Association Executive Director. Which is hilarious. Um, and we, like she said, we had the governor. We had Ellen Daniels, which is the comedian that started this little show of mine that we wrote about a while ago. And we actually had several others. Um, they a lot all of people said tell the me, same thing. Had, well, we had several others that I emailed that were like, I don't I do not do burgers. I thought that was really funny. But <laughs> I'm like, like okay, what? you're out. What's wrong with oh, you? Oh, and we had, um, we had Brea Hollingsworth from CBS 17. So it was really fun. But— most of them, as you just said, gave the same answer. They all picked Chargirl. Chargirl. Even the governor. Even the governor. He said it was mustard on the tie worth it. <laughs> I thought that was so cute. And I think that's because it's quintessential, right? It's mm-hmm. quintessential Raleigh. If you say what burger, if you normally have one burger, which one do you want? And I, I think that speaks volumes to our city, to our history. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I think um, we had Elizabeth Gardner give news a shout out. Mm-hmm. And she we did. had a, a Mojo shout out. And we asked this question on our masthead, too. And I thought that was interesting that our—it's almost, you know, and this isn't a dig on the VIPs. What it is is a commentary on the editorial versus, like, how you live in the real world. world. Um, Everybody thinks when they think of burgers the way we thought when we got this started. Burger joints. Right. Chargirl, you know, mojos. But with the masthead, you got a lot of people thinking about how we were doing this, the writers and the photographers and everybody. Yeah, so these are writers, photographers, and our staff people. Yeah. And there were some interesting choices on there. Yeah, I mean, they, and they, I think actually looking at it, they all but maybe one made the list, but one or two of theirs were sort of like, um, what do you call it? Franchises. Yeah. That we didn't really deal with. But I think it's interesting to see what everybody picked. And this was a really fun issue to dig into. There was a lot of stuff we even started to do that we didn't end up going through with, like toppings and oh, buns yeah. bread, and all kinds of things. Talk about bread, all kinds of crazy things. Um, so, yeah, reach out to us. Tweet us. Tell us what you like, which is your favorite burger. So, for the record, what is your true—I f- mean, you loved one. You had specifics on this list you love. Oh, rapid fire? Okay. Yeah, rapid fire. Um so I am usually a turkey burger fan or like a not beef fan. Uh, don't at me. But uh, through all this research, I came to love the standard smash burger, probably because it's also spicy and just it's a lot. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. What about you? So obviously I love, I just said, Capital Club 16's burger. That's probably a new fave. If you'd have asked me before I had that burger, I would have told you. And <gasps> Mojo's Ranchero burger is my Y'all, she just gave time. two answers. 
<laughs> I did not give two answers. That is not what I did. Okay, your favorite fries, or at least where are they from? Oh, I already said so. Um, no, fo. But I, w- I do want to give a shout out to their to their sauce, <laughs> the Very Cajun citrus mayonnaise. So it's like a little sweet, a little Cajun spicy. Citrus mayonnaise. Does yeah. that even sound like it would? It go sounds together? like something that's definitely going to make them uh, less. Healthy, but I also, if I'm gonna do the regular fries, that Easton Bistro, that's that, yeah, that was good, that was really good. And you've already said you like any sauce, you'll eat any you sauce. You didn't give your fries, well, you already gave well, my your fries. fries were coquette, I yeah. already said that. But in terms of sauces, you can just say she likes them all. She's, I do like them all actually, but I, I like to think that there is I one that she like, drove somewhere and picked up I did. this week. Uh, last week I went to um, Y Hill just to get the Mama <laughs> Teresa's hot sauce. I've never I, had that. <laughs> is it really hot? Really? I don't think so, but every time I tell people something's not spicy, they think I'm dead inside. Yeah. So probably yeah. just sh- sh- see yeah. for yourself. When she orders a spicy margarita, she goes, make it extra spicy. Oh, I'm waiting. You, on your birthday, you kept asking me what I was drinking, and I said, fire. I know. <laughs> Somebody so finally uh, called you out. Got, they reached the <laughs> pinnacle. And I love that paprika aioli at, at Capital oh, Club 16. Yes. I mean, that's great. Do they bottle that? Okay. Not yet, but okay. I told him he should. should. All right. So late night— well, it's given the, that you've been probably having a drink or two. So what? What's your? Okay, listen. It's for me. It, it has always been, which is you know not there anymore. The Snoopy's Hillsborough Street. I mean, the number of times I stood out there at an hour that I won't admit with a half of Raleigh or a hot dog or and all the yeah. cold nights when you're out there yes. freezing yes. waiting for it. I'm gonna have to admit to something that's probably pretty embarrassing, but <laughs> yes, you know. If it's late, late, late night, and I'm <laughs> headed back to North Raleigh, which is where I live, you're probably going to find me in the kids' McDonald's cheeseburger <laughs> late night. You know what? Because there's nothing else out there that's open. I've never told you this, but you know what's funny about that? That was my go-to in college. That was my one thing. Like if I if it was late or I didn't feel good or whatever, yeah. I was hungover or whatever. It was the the, the kids' cheeseburger. The kids' cheeseburger. It's, it's so funny. Such, it's such you right. After the derby party, <laughs> I had all this great food at the party, packed it up, all this stuff, and somebody called me and said, "Are you home yet?" And I'm like, "Nope." And they go, "Let me guess. You're in the drive-through at McDonald's." I said, "I haven't eaten all day." Yep. So. I know. It's, it's, it's the perfect blend. Yeah, no. <laughs> it is not. In, in that situation. <laughs> in that moment when you're desperate. Cheers. Cheers. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.